everyone. Welcome to the first Korean Youth Podcast. I'm Stephen Gleckhorn. I'm here again with you. Um, and we've got a special guest, and that is Adam Stein. Adam, you're very welcome. Yeah, thanks very much, Steve. Um, Adam, to kick off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Steve, uh, my name's Adam Stein, and I come from near Garva, so not a Korean local. I went to school at Corinth, though, so know a lot of the guys from First Korean through school. Um, after school, I went to uni to study theology in York, and after that, I did something very related to my degree. I came home and started to farm. <laughs> so uh, very, you know, I always my degree always comes in very helpful for that. Uh, since coming home, it was actually in between second and third year of uni. I wasn't, I wouldn't have said I had a church at home slash in Northern Ireland. I had a really good church in York. Uh, I nearly felt like it was more my church than anywhere back here. Uh, I grew up, I grew up in, in various different churches. Uh, really St. Patrick's and Colerain was where I spent most of my childhood, which was great. But I just lost the connection when going to uni and we kind of, there weren't very many my age. Then I thought, I know, now I have my driving test, I'm able to drive myself, <laughs> I thought I am going to go and find a church. So with the help of my mum, some Sundays we would go and we tried different churches and they were all fantastic, I will not mention any names, <laughs> but uh, eventually one week we came to First Coleraine and we snuck up to the balcony, which is where I have remained for yeah. nearly four years, Yeah. and it was the summer, yeah it was the summer of 2019 and I just thought this is the place, this is the church. It took a, it took me a long time to stay for tea and coffee afterwards. But yeah, <laughs> whenever I came in the door to First Korean, I thought this is this is probably where I'm gonna stay. Your family had a connection with First Korean already though, didn't they? Yeah, and my granny, my Nana King. <laughs> don't know if she's listening. Shout out. Not, sure. <laughs> <laughs> not sure if she has the Spotify, but uh, this will probably find her. Uh, is uh, my Nana King came here? They uh, they grew up here. Um, they, they grew up on the Melbourne Road, I believe. So and they came to First Korean. My great aunt still comes to First Korean, and I would see her um, some Sundays. Um, so yes, I suppose yes. There is a there is a connection. There is a connection. Yeah. I didn't know. When I first came here. Oh, really? It was only when good. I came home and told my nan and she said, Oh, oh first Korean. Ho, ho, ho. Very good. Very good. And you went to school with, who was in your year at school? Was Andy Black in your year? Andy Black. Adam Cunning. Adam Cunning. Uh, Adam Walsh was a year below you? He was, but I knew him very well through CU. Okay. Uh, we were both CU presidents in our day. He was the okay. CU president after me in school, so... Very good. I knew him quite well. So you were your Mr. President then? I was. Uh, it was joint. It was co-president. I uh, had to share it. I <laughs> see this grammar skill. You had to share it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So uh, I would know them. I knew a group of people here quite well. Did you know they went here? I had an idea, but I suppose mm. when so I... So when I, you arrived, did you go, oh, there's... Yeah, Andy Black. Each week I would spot someone and go, oh, they they come here every week. Like I didn't know if they came yeah. every week, but yeah, eventually you got to know them a bit better. So the back of Andy's bald head, yeah. Yeah, um, it said in four rows in front of you. There he is, <laughs> texting Steve. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know what that is, if you ever see me smirk at the front of church or during a talk, 
if you see me smirk at all in any public setting, there's a good chance Andy Black has sent me a message with, Hey babe, how's it going babe? You're a good babe or something like that. He's an absolute shocker. But yeah, very good. Very good. And I suckered you into being a youth leader when? When was that? Good question. Well, COVID obviously through oh, like the first few years. Yeah, but we didn't really know who you were. Like, Rebecca and I didn't really know who you were. I had heard about Heidi before I'd heard about you, actually. Shout out to Heidi, by the way. Shout out Um, to Heidi. Well, Heidi, shout out to me, because I brought her the first time. But, 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 yeah, so, um, Heidi, if if you guys don't know, is my fiancé. So, we met. I'd already started coming to First Korean. Um, maybe the year, yeah, the the year before, but because of, then there was a union between, so yeah. Um, I didn't know very many people here, not many people knew me, but when I came back that summer, um, I asked Heidi if she would like to come along with me, and she did. So we've been here ever since. Um, and then how did we get involved? With yeah, we, we well we stuck with Jen. We said. Do you want to have ice cream? Is pretty much what we well, said. The original one for tip invitation was, "Would you like to go out for a meal?" That's is that really, right? Actually, that's really what suckered me in. Oh, and is that true? Actually, yeah, I'm so gonna check this. And, uh, I'm actually going on my phone right and, uh, now, and I'm checking this. Would you Would you like to go out for a meal, dinner possibly? And uh, in the end, I think we went to Morelli's. We went to Morelli's. Yeah. Um, I'm genuinely flicking through your conversations here, which is mostly me sending messages. Can I just put it? Because Adam's thing never replies. I'm a bad replier. <laughs> <laughs> I replied to somebody today after four months. Actually, you're probably on red for more than that. You know what? The conversation went with Heidi, not with you. I think I was organised with Heidi. See, I'm forgotten See? again. I was an unknown. Nobody. You're your unknown. No one knew. I only knew who Heidi coffee. was. Never came for tea and coffee. Yep, exactly. Um, right, here we go. So here's the, oh dear, it's a long message. Should I read it all? No, I'm not going to read it all. Um, hey, it's Stephen Glencord from First Glory Presbyterian Church. I didn't know who he was. How are you? Question mark. I hope you feel welcomed enough in church. And I apologise, Rebecca. I haven't got to speak to you or your boyfriend. You, not anymore. Not anymore. Um, more in church. Just a couple of things I'd pass on. And I'm pretty much... Um, first of all, we are interested and would like to offer you to make an Adam for, I did, ah, for, you're right back. So first of all, if you're interested, Rebecca and I would like to offer to meet you and Adam for dinner or coffee. If you're interested, whatever is this awkward well, for you guys. Heidi and I both dislike coffee. So the dinner was the only real viable option there. So we're still kind of waiting for that couple to couple. Double date dinner. We'll take you out for dinner. Oh, thanks, Steve. If then up again, if not at this podcast, that's... that's <laughs> You've got something. That's, that's your payment. Here, that's there you are. That's your payment. Welcome to the <laughs> podcast, dinner. Um, <laughs> um, very good. Well, there we are. Well, that's, how we fir- that's how we first met you, these guys. Yeah, you, you, we had a great time in Morales, and uh, yep. we just got to, got to know each other, and then you asked me if I wanted to come and help with the football. Yep. Of course, I said yes, because... Football. I'll do anything to play football. Yeah, love a bit of football. Um, Arsenal top of the league, just in case anyone is wondering. And the podcast has been deleted. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> so yeah, that was how I started. I came to I came to football during the summer in Monday Hall, and there and, and there we are. I've attended most things. Yes, yeah, you've been suckered into most things since. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. 
Um, very good, very good. Question, bit of a random question, but if you could be any type of biscuit, what type of biscuit would you be and why? That was a curveball in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, right, in, in the middle. I was going to use it as a starter and then we kind of diverge, but I wanted to know because... But as an avid listener of the podcast. <laughs> an avid listener. Avid listener. To clarify, Adam Steen listened to the podcast all of 35 minutes ago. So well, I have listened to most of them. But uh, <laughs> yes, I know that, that was a, that's, a, that's a question you like to ask. Yes, it is. See, when you ask someone well, what biscuit... What is your favourite biscuit? My favourite biscuit is is it chocolate Libbins. Do you know it's like a I biscuit on the bottom and it's covered in chocolate. It's like just two layers, lots of chocolate on the top, and you can get them in dark chocolate and orange oh. Libbins or something. I don't know. Yes, and it's like you, a, it's, it's kind of a little biscuit. Yeah, yeah, it's like a French you, biscuit, isn't you it? You can get them in all shops. All yeah, yeah. Other brands are available. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. So that's my favourite biscuit. Is that me characterised in a biscuit? I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to decide. But that's my favourite biscuit. That's your favourite biscuit. We'll go for that. Okay, you're a... Chocolate Libinsk. A chocolate Libinsk. Okay. That's not the answer. (laughs) 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 I saw it coming. But obviously, fair play. Fair play. And then you're a farmer. Yes. For all our... Full-time farmer. For all our culture listeners. Yeah. So how many... You're a sheep farmer. Yeah. That's what you have is a sheep farm. You you work on a farm. Explain, explain, sorry. Do you work on a farm? So, yeah, we have a farm at home, which I... When I came home from uni, I started... My granddad gave me three sheep. I thought, right, Adam, we've got to start this now. This is it. Three, (laughs) I've got three. Now, how how many can we get to? I'm currently at 189. Okay. So since the three, and that was three years ago, so... That's, that's good going. That's already on at home, and uh, but yeah, I also work, uh, pretty full time, uh, during the week and at the weekends a bit on a farm, um, on the far side of Coleraine from me, so that keeps. Uh, if anyone knows anything about sheep, they're not, you know, they don't make crazy amount of money, so yeah, I have to keep trying to, still trying, have to keep the money coming in. Yeah. And uh, also still trying to learn because having been, through school and at uni for three years doing theology. A lot to learn about farming. Yeah. I don't did you farm ever... before? You we always had sheep at home. We always yeah. had. Oh, oh, always whenever I was young, Adam. Whenever if I was ten, when I was ten years old, I can always remember, Dad getting up, three in the morning, and me thinking, I'm old enough to go. So I just I'd, I'd get up, get changed, and walk out the door. And if it was snowing, it made it all the better. Which is, oh really? Ah oh, yeah, loved it. So that's I just love it. Yeah. So. It's not that long until lambing season for you. It's always around Easter for you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so 1st of, of April will be the start of my lambing, which I think is, is that Easter, 1st of April this year? Uh, something like that, yeah. No, the 1st of Easter is uh, Monday, isn't it? I, that's, uh, or something like that. Um, but yeah. Easter um, Sunday this year, actually, sorry, Steve, is on the 9th of April. Sorry, yeah, so it's, so, it's a week sorry, before, well, and, and the week building up to Easter. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. that's no problem. I forgive you. The podcast forgives you. Yeah. Um, sorry, listen. <laughs> well, to be a little bit more serious, I suppose, um, Adam, you're a Christian. Tell us about how you became a Christian. That's a, that's a, that's a tricky question because I've been, I say, I'd like to say I've been a Christian my whole life. Some people don't like saying that, but I would say I've grown up in a Christian home. Um, we, we went to church every week. Uh, grew up 
as I said, we were at St. Patrick's most uh, since I was four. We went to St. Patrick's and we were there every week and went to Sunday school. Went to all the holiday Bible clubs, which if anyone has ever been to St. Patrick's holiday Bible club, there was three weeks of the summer street. <laughs> so there you go. It was from 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So there's a challenge for you. Okay. So, uh, so a challenge I will not try and complete. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and we went to all the SU camps, anything that was going we went to all the New Horizon stuff, yeah. everything, didn't miss a thing. Uh, so a very, yeah, very Christian upbringing, uh, which at the time, I probably came into my teenage years, I thought, oh, wasn't that all? It was kind of, not maybe a waste of time, but poof, like that was, I, I, I don't enjoy going to this stuff. It's uh, it's boring, I'd rather, I don't know, I'd rather be at youth club than going to, than going to youth fellowship, or mm-hmm. I'd rather be watching football. Than, than, than going to New Horizon. Like there were things that my or my priorities. I remember wanting to watch the X Factor final instead of going to the church evening service and things like that. And yeah, that. I just yeah. never thought of church. Uh, when you get to that mid teenage years, you think I'm too old for this now. Yeah, it was good while it yeah. lasted, but um, so yes, I've we've always been. Uh, we are, we were brought up in a Christian home, um, but I would say I probably just became a teenage boy and. Thought I was too cool. Uh, it was probably, probably coming into GCSEs. Still was attending everything. Still went to see you every week at school. Still went to the Christian Union and would have said I was a Christian. And I I was. I believed. Um, I believed everything the Bible said. But really, when I got to my GCSE years, when um, at Corinthst, I was noticing when you get to that age, people, you find out that people, other people weren't Christians. And then that uh, that always I remember specifically friends saying, "Oh no, I don't I don't believe in God," and that was nearly the first time I thought, "Oh, well, what do I believe then?" Mm-hmm. Because I thought everybody I naively coming from a country primary school and coming from sort of a country background thought everyone believes in God. So how couldn't you? And then that was a, that was a challenge. I I always believed it. I always believed what the Bible said. I would say I would say that I really became a Christian, a, an outward living Christian, when I realised that I had to tell other people what I believed and that that was important. And it's not just important to believe it yourself and keep it to yourself. It was something you had to share. Since then, I since, since that sort of period of my life, realising that, I think God has placed me in many places to be able to do that whether it be in CU at school and at uni. Uh, I went to a uni that was very liberal, very non-Christian. Um, yes, I did a theology course. It was mic- It was a very mixed group of people. A lot of people were actually studying philosophy as well. We just did the same modules. Sitting beside people I never thought I'd meet, who had points of view I'd never heard of. But it was... It was God. It was God saying, "Go and talk to those people about who I am," because because I knew who God was, and He wanted me to He wanted me to share that with with others. Mm. So, your original question was, <laughs> "When did you become a Christian?" So, when or not not when, but how did you become a Christian? Yeah. I think you've covered that. I think so, I, have. I think I think the well, answer me this, and if 
Um, that's kind of the path that you've yeah. gone through um, as a Christian. Have you had any challenges or anything that um, that God has helped guide you through um, and you've had to rely on God more for? I would say, <clears throat> excuse me, I would say I have been very fortunate in my life. I have grown up with ever, anything anyone would ever need to succeed in the world, in, in sort of a worldly life. I've had it. It's It's been, my, my parents worked hard for us to have a really good life. We didn't, I, I didn't feel growing up that we had many struggles, obviously, you know, it's different whenever you actually are a parent, maybe the, mm-hmm. the, you might, uh, there's stuff that goes on in the background you don't know about as a child, but I grew up in a very comfortable, safe environment. And I wouldn't say that actually I, uh, thus far, have been thrown any huge challenges. Mm-hmm. There are day-to-day challenges that every Christian faces. I remember going to uni, first week, I was put in a hall, a group of halls. There were six flat, there were six rooms in our flat, um, flat 504. Room A, John Central. Um, shout out to my flatmates. And, uh, <laughs> I will share this with them. Yeah. So they were, uh, they were five girls. So that's the first thing. Yeah. I was a Northern Irish guy thrown into a flat with five girls. Four of them from Yorkshire, one of them from Cumbria. They're all North English girls. Yeah. And there I was. They couldn't understand a word I said. <laughs> and one of their boyfriends were, was over that first week. And he said, oh, I won't do his accent. He was from Bradford, but he said that. Best impression. Uh, no, no, honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> Off mic, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll see, if can, see if we'll confirm my, my Yorkshire accent is on point. <laughs> he used to speak like all the time just so they could understand me. Um, so uh, anyway, he said, uh, oh, so you're a Christian? I said, yeah, yeah. And he said, oh, do you like, do you, do you drink? Like, do you drink? And I said, oh, actually, no, this isn't, this isn't for all Christians, but this is, I just said to him, uh, no, I don't drink. Uh, I just I just have never really wanted to. My mum and dad don't drink. I don't drink. And he just said, oh, good luck, that won't last. And although that doesn't seem to most people as a huge challenge, it nearly made me sit back and think, no, uh, I, I know who I am and I know what I believe. Mm. I know what God wants me to do while I'm here. Um, there are things that God does not want me to do while I'm here. And uh, they would go out and party and stuff, and that was just, that was that was fine. That was that was who they are. But I usually stayed at home and stayed and and in the flat and waited up to two o'clock. And they'd come home and knock on my door and say, "Adam, Adam, we're home." <laughs> and I just would have to say, "Oh, Jefferson, we're gonna have to get up here." Yeah. Um, small challenges. Nothing huge in my life. Um, uni was uni's a tough place. So if there's any young people listening who are nearly at that stage, which I know in our church there are, um, uni is uni can be tough if you go in sort of with the wrong mindset, if you're not prepared. I was pretty prepared. I thankfully had a really good, um, really good, they were number six at school. The grammar school had just started, um, Corian Grammar School. I was going with her in a really, I was going from a really good place uh, I knew who I was and I knew I was a Christian 
I, the first thing I knew I had to do when I went to uni was find a church because, well, I didn't maybe notice at the time as much, but the, those, the people who went to uni, my uni, who were, said they were Christians at the start and didn't find a church, really struggled, really struggled with their, their faith. They even said directly to me, friends, oh, I, just, I, I just can't find a church or I'm, I, I, I have my church back home so I don't really think, I'm only here for three years, four years, but I don't need, I don't need a church. I would recommend if anyone is going to uni, find a church. Uh, uh, maybe different if you're going to Belfast and coming home every weekend, but if you're going away, really seek out a good church. It does. You don't have to go to the first church. You you don't have to stay at the first church you go to. You can go to a different church, like for a couple of months, every week. You can go to a new one yeah. or find one because those people at that church I will remember forever for the rest of my yeah. life. If I ever go back to York, I go back. Yeah. It's church. almost like a little home almost. Yeah. 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 They were so supportive. If anything was ever tough, which there there always is, um I could always go to midweek, which I don't always go to at first Tory and <laughs> I should. <laughs> um I always went uh, you know, I went to prayer meetings. I helped with crash. That's uh, that's a bad admission. I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, I definitely recommend young people, if, and also if there's just young people listening that don't have a church right now and they're not at uni, yeah. but but you you know that you're missing something. You know that there's a family out there or friends out there that there's people in school who are Christians and you know they're different and you want to know why. Church is the best place to find out why. It is like a family, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's one of the things I really enjoyed and one of the things I like most about our own youth group actually is that it doesn't matter who you are, what your background is, how weird or how popular you are, it really doesn't matter because um, A, all of us leaders are weird and B, um, we just treat everyone so equally. It's one of the probably qualities our whole youth group and young people in our youth group have actually. Um, and that's a, only a small part of the wider family that a church provides so no I, I do know what you mean there's so many it's really challenging university is really fun there's so many yeah. great things yeah. like there's things that happen at university you never forget for the rest of your life but I would echo that that if it wasn't for church and for um I had a few guys in church who were like my support network and if it wasn't for those guys at university um, life would have been so much more difficult they just kept me closer to God and just helped walk through it together um, but yeah that's, that's, that's great Adam thank you very much um, for joining us on the podcast oh, um, sorry, sorry if I rambled a bit Steve no know. no, don't worry you rambled in the first uh, few minutes so we had to cancel that one um, oh, uh, j- j- I just want to item here okay <laughs> just to let you all know that Adam is the only diva we've <laughs> ever had on the podcast that we had to delete 
and then have to restart again, just to let you know. Steve threw me off with the first question. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and also, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. If I ramble another minute, I think you become the longest. Um, oh, so, <laughs> but we've loved having you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, um, thanks for having me, Steve. Um, um, pleasure. Great. Thank you. Um, and thank you for all you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, we are coming towards the end of our series. And we have a couple of series finales that are going to be a lot of fun. Um, so um, check, keep on uh, checking out to see what's coming out um, on Spotify. You'll also check us out on our Instagram, which will have all of the information on it. Um, and you'll even get to see Adam's pretty face um, advertising this podcast on it. Um, he doesn't know that yet. But, um, <laughs> um, but yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for all of you guys who have listened all the way through the series. And um, listen out for our big finale that's coming up very, very soon. But for now, um, have a good week and we'll see you later. Thanks. Bye.